Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches. Powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Zen Planner empowers box owners to master their business, grow their community, and delight their athletes with an industry-leading software suite and unmatched customer support. All right, well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, editor, Heather Hartman of Box Pro Magazine, and I'm here with three very special people from the beautiful state of Colorado. I wish I was there right now, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we have Nicole, Drew, and Cody. Guys, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for being on the, on the show today. And I would love to uh, let you guys introduce yourselves, to, uh, tell our audience your name, so they get they know whose voice is whose, uh, where you're from, and yeah, what brings you here today? I'll go first. This is this is Drew Larson. Uh, I am the founder of Sugarwad. I've been crossfitting for quite a long time, over a decade, and uh, yeah, I started Sugarwad about five years ago, and have been really fortunate, excited to work with a lot of really smart, passionate people over the last few years. Cool, I'll jump in next. I'm Nicole Christensen, and uh, I am the affiliate advocate for SugarWad, and I also own CrossFit Roots. And I'm Cody Sunkel. I'm the sales director over at Zen Planner. All right, so we have a whole range of people from a whole lot of different places, but it's great to have you guys on the show today yet again. Um, and, and I always love to start off with the stories. So we have three of you, so we're going to keep it short and sweet, but how did you guys each come to find CrossFit? How did you come into this industry? And, you know, how did you guys come to SugarWad, create SugarWad, and um, come to work as M Planner? So, Drew, why don't we start with you, just to give us a little background on your story and how you came to be here today. Yeah, sure. Um, I've, I've, I've told this story out on our website, and it's a, it's a little embarrassing, but uh, I've been living in Chicago at the time. This is back in 2008. Moved to California, a good 40 or 50 pounds overweight, and uh, found CrossFit uh, locally in the city that we moved to, and actually made the mistake of jogging to my first CrossFit class. Uh, I, I, I realized that that's really bad because there's no way you can jog home, and I actually had to call my wife Shana and ask her to come pick me up but uh I was hooked and so that was back in uh I guess late 2008 uh been doing it ever since um I actually signed up Shana my wife um about a month later without asking her um which (laughs) which was okay because she's a great athlete but she had just given birth a couple months before so uh anyway we we came to sugar water to, to CrossFit in a funny way um we had had this idea around creating a a social network of CrossFitters built around the workout. Um, we had this idea for a long time. When we moved from California to Colorado and joined Nicole's CrossFit Roots, uh, we, my wife and I, Shana, we looked at each other and said, well, if no one's going to do this, I guess we're going to do it. So uh, we kicked off Sugarwad in late 2012 and have been, been at it ever since. Wow. I, I want to see if I could try that with my coworkers and just sign them up and see how that would react. I doubt they would be as good as your wife was. So I'll offer that as a membership option. Sign up your friends. <laughs> you, you get like a discount on your, your yearly membership or something if you sign them up. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. I'll have to think about this. Well, um, yeah, Drew, that's awesome. So, I mean, that's cool that 
and she even stuck around and she liked it so good job <laughs> yeah. she's a lot more dedicated than me so uh oh, I, I, I guess we're on to something yeah i guess you are so all right nicole i mean you were already in the story like but how did you become an owner <laughs> oh man well uh yeah so i started crossfit in uh 2007 uh i sort of heard about it from a couple different people my brother was in the marine corps at the time and we kind of found it together i guess and let's see the first workout that's always good stories um we found we found CrossFit. We went with my what was my coworker, who is now my husband and co-owner at my gym, uh, which is another story. <laughs> um, I already like it. These are already great stories, you guys. So we were on a work trip, and we decided that we were going to go to Old Town CrossFit, which was in a it was in a jujitsu gym. So it was on a tumbling mat. So you had to take your shoes off. You couldn't drop the barbells, and then all the pull-up bars were hanging from chains. So when you did your pull-up, the, the chain and the bar actually moved. Um, and the first workout was this thing called Fran, which was very coincidental. And, yeah, uh, lots of good stories there. But So that's how I found CrossFit. And then, yeah, just over the next couple of years, I had always loved coaching and and uh, had tried to make a run as a, a swim coach, and it just wasn't really paying the bills and decided to give – opening my own affiliate of shot. So we opened in 2009 out of our one car garage and that was 10 years ago. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, and years I, after the gym was opened, I started working for CrossFit headquarters and I was a full master for seminar staff for, um, eight years in total and left that position to focus on being mom. And then at the same time, uh, drew, invited me to to really kind of come on as part of the sugar wide team and it's been yeah i feel really fortunate so yeah, yeah. what well, also another crazy story that's that's great so cody i mean do you have a crazy story too or <laughs> i don't know if it's as crazy as these guys but i have a story <laughs> um yeah so similarly i started crossfit in around 2009 um i was just coming off a springboard diving career at UC Berkeley. Um, and I, I had quit and I'm like, I gotta do something again, man. So I remembered back to when I was a kid gymnast and I was like, damn, I was strong back then. You know, I started reading into the articles that Glassman had, uh, written up for, you know, kind of the founding articles of CrossFit, um, found out that CrossFit Oakland was pretty close by. So I decided to pop in there. And the first time I went, I, I drove up and pretty much drove away. So I was like, you guys are hardcore. And, you know, there were <laughs> athletes and all that at the time. Um, but then I, you know, I went back to my apartment and decided to, uh, you know, get some guts and go back and try it out. And I, I loved it. Um, I was really always hooked on the gymnastics side, though. I got really obsessed with like gymnastics strength training. Um, and so eventually I joined Diablo CrossFit um, and I was just training there and doing a lot of gymnastic style training out of Diablo just not coaching or anything at that point after a while I had so many people coming up regularly and asking about how to do x y and z gymnastic skill um, you know what what's the progression for this all those sorts of questions and decided to um, start a few gymnastics programs there and it went really well um, we were doing programs for just the general members, but it evolved to working with the competitors 
And at the time, that's when Diablo, and I know Craig Howard was on the show. I, I listened to his podcast not too long ago. Um, so that's pretty cool. But uh, that was when they were trying to get three teams to regionals. Um, so I was part of that and working with like uh, some of the games athletes, Alessandra Pacelli, um, Whitney Huser, people who are at a really high caliber. And I, I love that. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to figure out how do I merge like my passion for coaching and for, for gymnastics, strength training and all that with something that is, you know, a uh, career track. And so I eventually found Zen planner as like the perfect combination of the two. Um, so came in as a entry level salesperson and just, you know, uh, kind of came, came up the ranks over time. Um, during that process, I dabbled a little bit with seminars uh, and online programming with Carl Pauli doing Freestyle Connection, which was awesome. Um, but I ultimately bowed out just to focus on what we were doing at Zen Planner. Cool. So, so you do sales, and then in between sales, you teach people gymnastic movements. <laughs> Not between all meetings in the office on his hands. Sorry, <laughs> He's like, I really got to work on my handstands. So, like, can we have the meeting way over there so I can walk farther? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, Carl, I mean, that was a good story. I thought that was great. You all, yeah. you all had yeah, interesting fun. stories. <laughs> but and you guys have all been in the community for so long. Um, and, and I just think, I think that's awesome. I think that means you have seen a lot, whether it's you're running your own, your own gym or you have been, um, just involved. And so I guess, uh, you know, the question is that you all can probably answer is, you know, how does CrossFit, um, uniquely and effectively build community? I mean, it, it's different than other industries. It is. And we, we all see that. We all know that we all hear community, 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 but I mean, are there things that you've seen like specific ways in which CrossFit is able to do that and able to build community, whether it's in your gym, Nicole, or the gyms that, um, Drew and Carl that you have been to, I mean, Drew, you go to roots, but, uh, but what, what ways has CrossFit effectively and does still effectively build community? I'll, I'll jump in first with my observation. I'll, Nicole and Cody can really go in depth here. But um, one of the things that, that struck struck me when I started at CrossFit that was really unique was, you know, not not the push-ups and the deadlifts, right? That, that Obviously, that's been around forever. But there was a few things that really drew me in personally. Um, one was the small group classes, which is typical, not not required, but typical of most CrossFit gyms. You know, you, you really sort of develop a, a little bit of a, you know, shared suffering together, right? As you're going through these really tough movements, um, the, these really tough workouts. Also, I think learning something for me, like as a, you know, an adult, I think I was 40 at the time or something like that, um, learning new things. I think that was a real unique aspect to the community that we don't get often as adults, right? Which is... I hadn't been upside down, I don't know how long, probably since I was six years old or something like that. And going upside down on the on the rings or against the wall in a handstand push-up was really unique and, and really bonded me towards the other folks that were there. Um, and, and in a big way, when we when we started SugarWad, eventually our, our initial sort of slogan was, the wad is the heart of your box. And we really felt like this, the wad or the workout was what kind of brought people together, right? And if you run into a CrossFitter, um, you know, you, you've got this shared language and these shared experiences. And you can say, 
yeah, how'd you do on the open, you know, 19.3 last, last month or what's your friend time or there's this shared sort of, um, lingo and, and, and sort of shared experiences that I really think is, is quite unique to CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. I think another aspect too on the, you know, its ability to build community so effectively is, is the span of demographics. So there's, there's a lot, in our gym, we have classes for four-year-olds and our oldest member just turned 96. Um, and I think from a, when you think about the, the different aspects of a community and what holds people together over time, I think that CrossFit has a unique, um, it, it invites so many different people and that shared suffering, if not only can you share it between two people that are of similar age and similar athletic ability, but you can also call your mom and, you know, talk to your kids about how they did a, a scaled version of that workout. I think it just connects people in, in another dimension that, that is unique. Um, and I know like at our gym, you know, we have a family who, uh, they started with a gym like nine years ago and they've had two kids since and their daughter goes to CrossFit kids and his mom was having a hard time walking around and she joined our vitality class and now she walks without a cane. And, um, her husband, after being very apprehensive about coming into the gym, um, and that's, that's like a, you know, now he comes in for one-on-one private training. And I think, you know, that's a community aspect that, that CrossFit provides because the training style is so accessible to so many people. That's a great, actually, I want to add on to that. That's a great point, Nicole. You, as you were talking, it really made me think about, you know, if, if we, if you're in a, a lot of the organizations that we're in, especially as we, you know, become adults and get older, whatever, we're, we're the bunch of people where all our kids go to the same school or, you know, professional organization of accountants or something where, the, the, the ties between people is they're there, but they're not quite as strong. CrossFit definitely attracts a certain sort of person. And and this is a generalization. They're definitely type A. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm goal, definitely type goal A. Goal-driven. <laughs> but goal-driven people who, who want to improve have a certain, again, this is a generalization, but a certain outlook on life and and wanting to, to embrace a challenge. And these are like sort of, personality factors that I think create community more so than just, oh, we happen to live on the same block or we happen to work at the same office or something like that. And so I think there's something unique there. And actually, I have to thank Nicole, because when she said people of similar athletic ability, she turned and looked at me. But I want to make it really clear that Nicole and I are not of similar athletic ability (laughs) at all. You're just supposed to take it. No one will know. Just, just yeah, yeah, we are very similar. You're right, Nicole. You want to go work out? We could be dead right now. And to Drew's point, too, you know, when you think about what keeps people together over years and years, you know, Drew said that Shana had, you know, he signed Shana up and she had had kids. I had kids 10 years after Shana had her last kid. And I know that, you know, you spend time as a coach helping other people. And then the first time I got pregnant, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about this. And I felt like I was so fortunate because I had this incredible network of moms that were like, they had advice and they'd been through it and they'd been crossfitting while they were pregnant. And that's just, it's a, it's such a unique environment that I, you know, to find that um, and to be able to go to class with people that range from, you know, 18 to 60, that's just not something we see. Yeah, and I'll throw in the mix along, you know, the points that you guys are making, I mean, CrossFit broke all these paradigms. Like 
if you're older, you can still be super fit. If you're pregnant, you can be fit, right? Like all of these like cultural perceptions that um, CrossFit came in and said, absolutely not. We can do it totally different. We can be better. And it kind of, to me, at least initially, and I don't know how true this is nowadays because it's more popular, but it was kind of this counterculture that people gravitated to and felt like they, they had found something that not everyone knew about and it was kind of the secret sauce. And I think having that mission alignment, sort of like knowing that the people that you're in the box with kind of think in the same way that you do about these things is uh, extremely powerful for community, community building. The comprehensive Zen Planner Suite makes affiliate gyms wildly successful with member management software, digital marketing and websites, payment processing, full-service billing, and member self-service capabilities. Zen Planner recently joined forces with SugarWide, the top workout tracking and community engagement software for affiliate gyms. Learn how Zen Planner and SugarWide can offer the best end-to-end experience for athletes, coaches, and owners at zenplanner.com backslash announcing dash SugarWide or schedule a demo at the link in the show notes. Well, and kind of to your point where things have evolved and evolved and changed, I mean, sometimes sometimes you are blessed and community happens and it's easy and it feels great and it's awesome but all, a lot of times the community needs work and it needs work to keep people engaged and to keep them there like highs and lows throughout the year you know sometimes communities rocking and then school starts and all the parents are stressed out and they leave and they're like oh my gosh I can't do CrossFit and take my kid to like 13 sports but I guess uh so w- with that in mind then how do you keep this engagement going how do you keep the members and, and the people in the box engaged in that community which you all just described and it was beautiful and I was like yes but like how do we keep that how how do owners fight for that in their box uh, throughout the year. Um, I'll jump in on this one as the, as the gym owner. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Rucha celebrated its 10 year anniversary. So I've had, I've been reflecting a lot, <laughs> which I don't usually do, but um, I think one thing that I've learned is that the people are inherently good and they, they want to be part of a community and they, they want to help other people. And really whether it's, all the things that we offer at the gym to to build community really comes down to just facilitating community and giving people the avenue to care about each other and to be together and to connect with one another. And then then the community starts to run all on its own, you know, and, and yes, you always have to check back in. But, you know, it might be it might be preempting and saying, you know what, school is coming up. So we're going to do a blog post about just you know, making that note to people and saying, yes, school's going to be busy, but let's figure out a way to still come in three times a week over the next two weeks so that we don't have that loss in, you know, attendance. Um, it, it could be just saying, hey, you know what, the Open's over. We're going to buy a bunch of drink tickets at the uh, the local um, food truck, you know, restaurant place, and let's all get together and celebrate the, the awful workouts that we just did. And, and I think what's so powerful about that is that when you bring people together and you're giving them a reason to come together, then a lot of the, the, the building community starts to just sort of starts to roll all on its own. Yeah, I think that, that, that that's a neat way of, of putting it. And, and there, there is always the, the life gets in the way sort of excuses. I'm, I'm king of those. Um, you know, it, it's something at work is getting in the way and I, I can't get in this morning, that, that sort of thing. 
Um, but what's something Nicole said, I want to I want to kind of repeat and amplify a little bit, which is that CrossFit boxes are inherently social and community driven. And even with with SugarWad, when we started it, and we had this idea to create a very social app around the workout. We really looked at ourselves as just enabling what was already going on. We did not have to like we didn't have to force people to want to talk to each other. We didn't have to force people to say, hey, go check out and see how your buddy did and look at the scoreboard and give him a fist bump. This was just a natural extension of what people wanted to do. So I think even, I do think even when life gets in the way and yeah, the kids are going crazy and work's a mess and all that kind of stuff, there is something that really draws people into the box um, because of that that community. It's a place where they generally know they're going to be welcomed. They're going to feel better when they leave than when they came. And um, so I think there is a pretty strong draw that fights against those, uh, you know, those, those ordinary ups and downs throughout the year. Yeah. And I would say Cody and Drew, like, especially as members, I mean, is there anything that has, I don't know, engaged you even the most to the gyms that you have gone to or go to? Like, something that's like, oh, you know, this is what keeps me engaged as a member. These, maybe this specific event or these kind of general themes. Is there anything that's kind of stood out to you over the years? I would say having those inclusive events at the gym regularly is is big because that's when you have the big gathering. Sometimes when you're going to classes, I mean, people are busy, you know. A lot of times you're not hanging out for too long. You don't get the time to always stay 15, 30 minutes after class to chit-chat with people. So having big events um, is is awesome, right? And then I also think that there's something to be said for the coaches knowing your name. Or, you know, maybe I'm a big advocate of, like, if you're a gym owner, assign – a coach to each member and make them responsible for checking in with your members so that people feel um, connected to not just the, the people, the, you know, members of the gym, but also like the roots and, and the people who are driving that community um, and, you know, creating the workouts and creating the programming and all of that sort of thing. I think those are big for me. Yeah. And I, I think there's also an element of, of leading or setting the example of what you want, you know, there's obviously a lot of stereotypes around a gym, whether it's a CrossFit gym or any other gym. And so if if you kick off the workout by saying, you know, go run a 400 and make sure you talk to somebody you don't, you don't know. It, it's just an easy way to break the ice for people. They all want to meet other people, you know, and, and just like, you know, Cody said, like maybe they're not going to be comfortable sticking around afterward. Maybe they're busy. But just giving people those opportunities to connect um, I think becomes more important and, and also something that I know I have to remind myself that the work there is never done. We need to circle back on that every three or four months. And even if people have been coming for 10 years, they might not always again, feel comfortable about going up to the new person, the person they don't recognize. Yeah. And I, I think that adds up over time. Yeah. I think what Nicole's that little example of talk to someone you don't know on the 400, those are the sort of things for me personally are great. I'm, I'm, definitely a classic sort of software guy, introvert. And, you know, you got to poke me with a stick a few times to get me to say something. So those, those things are great. And, and, and just another sort of personal example at, at our previous gym out at CrossFit Ethos in California, every Saturday they ran a hero workout. And it was something, I don't know, there was something inherent about that, I guess, you know, maybe being the son of a 
military guy. There was something about that that was just very drawing and made, made me want to step up a little bit more. And I definitely felt that among the the others participating. And so a lot of these little unique aspects to to CrossFit that I think really help build that 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 community. Yeah, and I think it's interesting you all bring up uh, this idea of intimidation, but because we always think about intimidation of athletes stepping into the gym for the first time, like Cody, you said you drove to the gym and booked it right out of there before even walking yep. in, but but I think that intimidation factor can last in different ways, like you've been saying, you know, where it can last, where it's like, yeah, you know what, as humans, it's just hard to like step up and introduce ourselves to new people unless you're super extroverted and you just can't get enough of other human beings but i i think that intimidation factor lingers and maybe even grows in different areas and so uh that's always been a big big thing a big theme to talk about but i mean how do we even address that i mean the 400 meter run idea is great but how do we address the intimidation factor whether it's getting new people in or even getting people to just talk to new people even if they're a member that's been there for 10 years yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, it's something that I always have to remind myself. I, I, I fall victim, or I, I will have worked with an athlete for five years, and in my mind, I'll sort of categorize them. Well, they're comfortable now. You know, they're they feel comfortable here, and it does surprise me how many times that I'm reminded that no, they're they're comfortable. This is their home, and they wouldn't give up CrossFit for anything. But there's still a level of intimidation about doing Murph RX for the first time. And, and while they're absolutely capable of doing it at the back of their head, they still have that nervousness about, well, what if I don't finish it? Or what happens if, you know, I'm here at 8 PM at night. <laughs> um, and so I think as a, as a gym owner, it's the same thing. Like your, your messaging around nutrition is never done. You don't get to do a food challenge, but yep, we taught everybody about nutrition this year. We're done. It's, it's an ongoing conversation that has to stay present. Yeah, I think it's it's been a, a something of a learning experience for us from the software side with SugarWad too, because we wanted to create this sort of social open sort of app, but um, not everyone feels that open. They they can feel intimidated if they're if they're new to the gym and maybe they're not comfortable with their name up on the scoreboard. Maybe that's a, that's a totally new way of thinking for people who just are used to going to some anonymous globo gym and hiding in the corner. And so it is a real learning experience from a software point of view to, to think through like, wow, we eventually came up with, we've got something like four different levels of privacy settings so that people can find the level that, that they're comfortable with. And pretty, pretty typically they'll come in and they'll turn privacy on. And then over time, as they get more comfortable in the gym and I'm sure in the gym, they're feeling more relaxed. And then eventually, in, in sugar water in the software, they start to feel more comfortable and, and do that too. So um, I don't think it's anything that ever goes away. Even just personally, I've, I've had a very busy year and I'm certainly not feeling as physically comfortable as I once did. I mean, there's, there's a joke about the more, at least <laughs> it's funny to me, maybe no one else, but <laughs> um, the more I work in CrossFit, the less I actually have done CrossFit. And I can tell you if, if if I walk into Roots tomorrow to do a tough, thanks, Nicole. Um, uh, I feel intimidated of virtually like a beginner again. You know, I don't feel as good as I did a couple years ago um, when I was in better shape. So I don't think it's something that ever goes away. And, and I think that's once you can acknowledge that and once you know that, then 
whether it's how you're using SugarWatt as a coach or how you're checking in with members, how you're supporting them over time, even how you're getting new people in the door, you get to define that message. And then because of that, that then welcomes people in to either try it for the first time or have a really positive experience their first month at the gym, not only on the floor, but also through the connections that they're making through SugarWatt or five years down the road, checking in with them you know, after you send out a member survey and saying, hey, I noticed this, let's talk about this. Uh, and and I do think that, you know, the messaging that you put out at your gym over years and years and years does start to, does start to break down those barriers about, you know, I can't do CrossFit, I, you know, I'm too intimidated. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that, I guess for that, for those specific reasons, I'm a huge fan of, a meticulous on-ramp program and specialty classes. If, if you can swing it doing specialty classes, like, um, you know, you can do anything from weightlifting, gymnastics, but some of the more effective ones I think are like vitality or my uh, stepmom used to teach a women's soft start program, which was just a on-ramp, but specific for an audience, you know, and it was super successful because it really gave it lowered that expectation that people have when they come in and it set the bar at something that was feasible for them right away. So things like that I think can be super important because for specialty programs too, like gymnastics stuff, you might have a, a member coming in and doing wads all the time, but they could still be super intimidated by gymnastics stuff. They go into a specialty program and start doing that regularly and have everything broken down and that fear goes away over time. No matter if you're looking to lose weight, build muscle, or just crush PRs, Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. But yeah, no, and I think that's good. And I mean, even kind of bringing up um, SugarWad, and I, I didn't know that some of the softwares have privacy settings like that. Uh, I think I just signed up with my gym and I had no idea. And I was like, okay, but I've realized now that I'm like, oh, I can't like this person's workout. I'm like, I think they have that function turned off. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, but so I guess that kind of leads us to uh, as well, like the, the tools, you know, you guys have all talked about the, all these examples and stuff, but what are maybe some spe specific tools that affiliates can use, applicable things, um, resources that affiliates can use to increase this engagement to, to do what we're saying to break through that intimidation factor and make athletes feel super comfortable and build that community and keep them engaged for a long time i don't know if you guys had any tools or anything like that well <clears throat> one thing i'll say that i think is really important and it, it, it maybe it leads into the tools conversation which is it it has to start at the top in the box and it has to be cultural. I mean, if, if Nicole and Eric as the owners of the gym were not inclusive sort of people and welcoming sort of people, then then the staff and the coaches won't be and then the athletes won't be and then you'll start to attract intimidating type athletes. And, and one of the things that's been great about Roots is that it is just so, so welcoming. And when we, when we moved here to Boulder, Colorado, it was almost like instant friends because it was it was so welcoming so i do think before you can even get to tools you really have to look at a little bit inward as a box owner and and are you the best example of 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 a welcoming 
um, person that you can be? And is that is that uh, sort of, you know, sort of funneling down through your staff? And are they doing that as well? Um, of course, just leading into the, the tools piece, then we, we've seen, uh, of course, SugarWatt is a part of this, right? It, it is very much something that extends um, the, the social aspect of your gym beyond the three or four hours that you have someone at the box, right? And you can check it 24 by seven, you can see what the workout is, see how your friend did in today's class. It helps break down the walls between, you know, if you're a regular 6 a.m. person and you never get to meet those people in the afternoon classes, it helps break down those walls. So certainly SugarWatt is a, is a, is a, can be a big piece of that. But what we've also seen a lot of very innovative innovative gym owners doing is connecting that to other sort of online tools, whether it's MailChimp to send out a daily email or plugging SugarWatt into their Facebook page or into their gym's website. Um, these This can automate some of the things that you'd like to be doing naturally to reach out to people. And when, it, when you can automate it, um, it doesn't mean it's not authentic. It means it's done consistently and with quality and reliable, reliably. And I really think that that can help people. Um, so you know, again, I think SugarWide can be a big uh, you know cornerstone for that, but it's not the only tool out there to help, I think. Yeah, and I would say on the Zen Planner side, the primary purpose of Zen Planner, you don't want to notice it. Like, to be honest with you, you want it to work so well that it just like morphs into the rest of your day, but it keeps you out of the administrative duties so that you can spend time with your members and all that. I would say that would be the biggest value that we're able to provide to a gym community is getting the coaches out of the admin work. Um, beyond that, we have... Uh, the automations like Drew is talking about that can really spur conversations, even though, you know, they, they may be automated and templatized. Um, it can initiate a conversation once someone replies and says, Hey, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. Um, and then another thing that I think is a, a good idea for most box owners is to actually use their CRM or business management platform to, set them up like reminder tasks for check-ins to specific members and things like that. So that um, you're setting up a cadence of reaching out to all of your members throughout the year and you're not letting any anyone slip through the cracks and feeling like they're not um, important to the gym, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, and I think it's also looking at your, your demographic and making sure that you have events that support everybody. You know, it's really easy to do happy hour, but if you have kids, it's, you're not coming to a happy hour on a Thursday night. It's just not happening. And so if you, if I, I do think, I know it's important to look at a, a year and look at all the different calendar events that you're going to do, whether it's a nutrition challenge, whether it's, uh, you know, a happy hour, whether it's a day event on a weekend, what the timing of it is. And I think to really foster and build community, you have to make sure that those events can reach the full spectrum of, of the members at your gym. You know, as a small example, we do something called the Cool Cruel Summer, and many of our members in the summer that have families, they're on vacation. You know, that's what families do in the summer. Now, if you're 
20 something, you know, family vacation is not really the top of your list. And so maybe you're around a little bit more in the summer. So if we didn't do any events in the summer, because we just said, well, all the families are down. So we're just, you know, we're not going to do anything. We're not fostering community to, to all those people that are, are still at the gym. And so on one hand, you know, I could sit there and Drew and I talk about this, you know, be like, Oh my God, our numbers are down for July and June and July. And this happens every year. And, but no, it's really saying like, how do I take care of the people that are here and, and, and what do they need right now? Because there is going to be a little bit of natural ebb and flow, seasonality, things like that. Uh, but as long as your events calendar takes, takes that into consideration, then I think that you're, you're buffering against losing, you know, one, one element of your community. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys, those are all awesome tools and, and points and hopefully, uh, the affiliates listening can take those and apply them guys you need to apply you can't just listen you need to apply um but and then specifically too because both drew cody you guys have brought up um different points with zen planner and sugar Guad. any maybe other specific ways that um both sugar Guad and zen planner can increase athlete um engagement and, and build community i mean even nicole what have you seen in the gym and at roots that Sugar Wad has really helped with in terms of building those two things. I don't know if there's any other specific ways or um, routes or avenues that Zen Planner and Sugar Wad take and really benefit those areas. Yeah, I mean, I I sort of feel like I pulled like the the lucky stick or whatever when Drew was like, "Can we try Pilot Sugar Wad at your gym?" Because you know, it, Drew mentioned it already, but you can have a really great morning culture and gym community and you can have a really great new lunch community and evening. And, but to connect them, you know, if I go to the 5:30 AM class, I write my score up on the board. I don't actually know what happened at the gym until I get back the next day at 5:30 AM and see what everybody else did for the day. I, and, and so when I, it's hard to even put into words what sugar wad does to ex- really sort of transcend the walls of your gym and reach out into people's offices and, their dinner tables, but that's what it does. And so, you know, small things like somebody writing that they got their first pull up in their notes at a 7:30 a.m. class. One of my favorite, you know, elements there is that you know they're getting fist bumps and comments from people that came at 5 p.m. and at 6 p.m. And then the next time they see them on a weekend class, they're like, "Hey, I saw you got your first pull up." That information would never get out to your community. And there's there's more layers of how that becomes important. If I'm the new person and I've met that person in class that day and I, I look at them and I'm like, well, we, we look generally similar, right? Now I see possibility in myself because I learned that one, they got their first pull up. I saw how celebrated that was from my community. And it wasn't just because I had the heaviest clean for the day or I did like the fastest ran time. It was that I got a pull up and it just gives you more ways to show and lead by example at your gym that no, we don't just value the best athletes. We value any type of athletic development and accomplishment at whatever level your athlete is at. That, that, I'll, I'll add on to that because it, if anyone who's ever gotten on a phone call with me, a gym owner to do a demo or anything has heard me sort of preach this. And I, I always apologize for getting up on my soapbox, but it's, we, we, we tell people that software doesn't actually solve anything. It's, it's how you use it. And so one of the most important things we tell gym owners is we, we have this little phrase, we call it the five and five. And every day, 
every coach in your gym should give five fist bumps and write five comments. And it's a simple little action in the, you know, when you're in the SugarWatt app, takes about three minutes, right? And by doing that, at the end of the week, you'll have touched everyone in the gym in some way and recognize them for something that they did well. And, and it's funny because it actually, the, the, the number one feature request we get in SugarWatt, it's become a bit of a joke around here, is a fist bump all button. I want one button to push and give everyone in the gym a fist bump. And it, 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 I, I understand why someone would ask for that, but we'll never do it because it, it, it's, it's not authentic. As soon as your members learn that everyone got a fist bump today, well, then no one cares about fist bumps anymore. So give five fist bumps a day for five nice accomplishments and write five little messages like Nicole just mentioned about getting your first, <clears throat> your first pull up or whatever it is, whatever was unique to that person. And by noticing those little things, you know, it just, you know, it hits, it hits a member right in the gut and says, wow, they, they, they care and they noticed and they took the time to tell me so. And it, 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 it really has a, a profound impact on the gym, whether you do it with software, or whether you just do it face to face. Um, and probably the best compliment we've ever had at Sugarwad, we got an email from a, a member, a, a, a member of one of our customer gyms. And they just wrote us and they said, you know, I was traveling out east and I dropped in at a box. And I, I didn't really know, but it was just it was just such a great box and everyone was so friendly. And then I saw, oh, they, they use Sugarwad. And, you know, I'm not going to we can't take credit for everything that happens in the box at, at all. But the way they associated like, oh, they use SugarWad, they must have that very community driven mentality and they must be very accepting and welcoming and all that sort of stuff. And I thought that was just terrific. Um, so I don't know. I think the tools can enable this stuff. Um, they're, they're not the, you know, they're not the bottom line, but they can really help you um, very authentically deliver this sort of feedback to your members. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I love that the the five likes or fist bumps and the five comments a day. I think that's a really good idea. I do. Uh, hopefully, and that's a that's a actionable idea, which is even better. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um, I think it also like I think it also some people are very comfortable in techn on technology. You know, here in Boulder, Colorado, it's like a third of our members have worked for a startup or you know something in in technology at some point. But for some people, joining SugarWide after they've done a workout, going and commenting on someone else's workout, even if they were super impressed with what they did, it's a little bit of a barrier. But if the coach is there setting the example and then they start to see that other athletes do it, well, now they're comfortable coming out of their shell. And then, so they're seeing the example and saying like, well, I can go and say like, nice job, Drew. Uh, and so I think it, it compounds just that small 10 step thing. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just think that's really cool. And that's something that I, I'm, I'm like, man, we should do this at my gym with with the coaches there and everything. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that's awesome, you guys. So, wow, we have really just talked about so much, haven't we? I feel like this episode is so full of good stuff. So if you're not listening to this, you should, but you won't know because you're not listening to it. Um, but I guess, so kind of like wrapping it up a little bit, 
uh, I know you all have some uh, things to share with us about uh, this, I don't know, this, this small event coming up in the, the community known as, I guess, like the CrossFit Games or something. Uh, but Sugar Wad and Zen Planner are going to be there, and you guys have something brewing and want to share it with our audience today. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. And just and for those that don't know, I, you know Sugar Wad um, about two months ago was, was purchased by the parent company of Zen Planner. So Sugarwad and Zen Planner are sort of sister companies now and, and doing a lot of cool things together. Um, having said that to our, to our customers that don't use Zen Planner, that's okay too. We have cool integrations with other products, but we do have sort of a special relationship for sure with Zen Planner. And um, sort of as a, as, as a neat kind of kickoff to this new relationship, um, we, we've, uh, I'll give credit to, to Nicole for coming up with a great idea and working with the, the folks over at Assault, um, who are the, the lead sponsor of the, the workout area at the games uh, next month, um, we're basically going to run an affiliate for four days in Madison. We're going to pop up an affiliate, and we're going to work with Assault, um, Zen Planner, Sugarwad, and we're going to even bring in some of our partners from our marketplace, like CompTrain and PowerMonkey and, and several others. And we're going to run a great affiliate, uh, sign up for classes through Zen Planner, log your workout with SugarWad, and we're just going to try and give a, a just top tier affiliate experience for the spectators at the games. So not just the, uh, the top athletes will have the uh, white glove treatment, but uh, everyone coming through can come uh, get their workout on um, um, up in Madison. That is really cool. What a great idea. That's very exciting. That's more than brewing. That's like you're cooking a whole four course, five course <laughs> meal going on up there. So yeah, you all, that's, that's really neat. Good luck with that. I think that's gonna be really cool. So if you guys are in Madison, go drop in, get a workout, have a whole experience. And I don't know, maybe you'll see these three people there doing some cool stuff. So, um, and, and I guess to wrap that up, so that's, that's awesome news, but to wrap that up, we always love to leave our listeners with, Hey, call to action. What do they need to do? Where do they need to go? What do they need to do with sugar waters and platter besides just signing up for them? Because I'll just, I'll say that's the call to action for that. But what, what, what would you guys say, you know, kind of wrapping up uh, this episode? Uh, I, I would say, you know, with, with sugar water, I'd say, just give it a try. You know, we, we started as a free service back in 2012. Um, we believe very strongly in giving back to the community. Um, and to this day, we still have um, a free tier that in any uh, group of coaches at a gym, at a CrossFit gym, can sign up and use. So we, we definitely just encourage you to give it a try. Go to our website, start a free trial, um, and see what you think. Um, we we uh, would love to get your feedback, and we think you'll find that it's a, a really nice way to enhance your box. Yeah, and on the Zen Planner side, I'd say – I mean, we are more focused on CrossFit than we ever have been before. Um, it's really exciting time for us, and we want to show off a little bit. We, we want to show people what we've been working on. Um, so drop in to, you know, the Zen Planner website. You can click in to request a demo. Um, we can do a consultation call, make it specific to kind of your gym and how you run things. Um, we'll see if it makes sense for you to, you know, move forward with Zen Planner or the combination of the two that we're going to have launching uh, pretty soon here. 
That's exciting as well. Awesome. Well, Drew, Nicole, Cody, thank you so much for being on the episode today. Uh, I think you guys gave some awesome advice, uh, awesome tips, great insight. Always fun to hear your stories as well. But thank you so much for just taking the time to share that, to share about Sugar Wad and Zen Planner, to uh, let us open up the doors of roots a little bit, Nicole. But yeah, thank you so much for being on the episode today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Thank you. Kettlebell Kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.